Welcome to Ladder Talk Live, a podcast for leaders, thinkers, and future makers, covering topics like personal branding, self-awareness, networking, fear, and career management. I'm your host, I'm Coach Polina. Good morning, good morning, good morning, everyone. We are on location. So uh, I hope everyone is having a fantastic week. I'm your host, I'm Coach Polina, and welcome to Ladder Talk Live. We are downtown Tampa today on location, and if you hear background noise, I will show you a little bit of our city who's here, which isn't the best angle to share them all um, because I'm facing them. But nonetheless, I hope you all are having an amazing week. We are on uh, day four of our topic this week, which is the future of work. Yesterday, we had an amazing guest, Ayana Live, uh, and Ina was fantastic in sharing with us the perspective of how to bring the agile methodology into your day-to-day task, into your work life, into your personal life. And she really dropped a lot of information. So if you missed that episode, please feel free to catch the replay exclusively on YouTube or wherever you stream your podcast. Now, if this is your first time, or if you are a returning user or listener or person, make sure to hit the subscribe button wherever you're watching this. Hit that like button as well. Would love to greet you. Would love to speak with you. Good morning, Coach V. Um, Go ahead and and pop into those chats again. Would love to uh, uh, greet each and every one of you. So today we are talking about uh, one step closer into our future of work. And we're talking about how to prepare for today's new remote reality. How many of you are watching this live and have, you know, going into an office and then all of a sudden COVID happens and now you're completely um, turned upside down into a completely remote workspace. So we're going to talk about how that's affecting everything. You know, we all know the world is changing, right? People are working remotely more and more and it's becoming a normal part of doing business. But the question remains, what does this mean for you? How can you prepare for today's new remote reality? A lot of us are now in a transition phase where companies are the return to office, what that could look like, what that uh, for their employees, do they do it, do they not? So we're going to be talking about how remote reality is changing the way we get our jobs done, how we are working in this in this new workplace, this new work environment, and then some tips on how to prepare, how to make the best out of those particular situations. Good morning, Asia. So let's Let's go ahead and get started. So number one, I need each and every one of you who are working remotely to set boundaries, set these boundaries with your coworkers. Your office is not the only place you can talk to people. So try to resist the urge to micromanage them, uh, especially when they're working remotely. If they need your help, they're going to ask you. Otherwise, let them do their job without interference. Um, we no longer, you know, now that we're in this remote community, we no longer have the option to pop into someone's office or pop into a cubicle or wa- meet at a water cooler. Now, without that level of communication and trust with your team, people have to come to you. So that's why it's so important. This is what I teach to my, uh, as a leadership development coach, I teach my people that I I support at corporate levels, C-suite executives, mid-level managers, et cetera, the importance of building that trust. 
You need it more than ever in this day and age because now you don't have that level of um, that natural progression of a relationship from team to team because you're not in person. <clears throat> excuse me. You're not in person. You don't have the ability. <clears throat> excuse me. You do not have the ability to vibe in person. So now you have to create it. It's going to take a little bit longer in, in the virtual realm. So what type of things are you currently doing to ensure that your team feels heard and will then reach out to you when they when they have concerns or when they have questions or, or when they need something? Good morning, Prixel Photos. So and good morning, Haruto. Uh, what what are you doing to be proactive in that? But the important part is of, of what I said is set boundaries. Please, please, please don't feel like just because you got the message, it needs to be responded to right away. Just because you got the message, it does not mean you have to respond after business hours. I was having a call with a, um, a colleague, well, not a colleague, a friend of mine. Uh, she doesn't work with, uh, at my company, um, but I was speaking to her and uh, she was getting messages from her teammates um, and, and um, management team uh, to two o'clock in the morning. And to me, that message will not get responded to. I'm going to be honest. I'm, I happily set boundaries. If you know me personally, I set boundaries. Do not expect me to respond after business hours. I will not because you have to, I, I can't recall it, the exact saying, but basically you have to set those expectations early. And if you come in as a new employee thinking you got to work above, above and beyond and work all these extra hours, meanwhile, you're not getting paid for it, you, you're setting yourself up for failure in some cases because now they're going to expect you to work around the clock when you're not going to do that. Not if you work with me anyway. We're not working around the clock. The work will be there. We have to have that work-life balance. So you've got to learn to set boundaries, especially in this remote environment. If you don't have a, an office that you can slam that door shut, if you're working on the sofa or at the kitchen table, make sure you remove that, that, that laptop at, at all costs. At the end of the day, you need to go put it away. Because you don't need to be constantly reminded, oh, I still have work to do. Let me go ahead and grab a few minutes of doing this or doing that. No, you need to close the laptop and put it away. It's as if it's some it, it's um, a book that needs to be put back. You need to put it put it back into its home, whether that be your book bag, whether that be uh, a cabinet. But you need to remove the distraction of work. So that when now you're home and you're in your normal element, now this is my home, not my office, you've got to re-engage. You've got to separate. And so I encourage you, set those boundaries. Number two, believe, excuse me, learn um, to be flexible with deadlines. Now, depending on the industry, uh, we'll determine how flexible you can be. But it can be hard to stay focused when there's no one around to keep you accountable. So don't be afraid to extend deadlines if necessary. Once again, this depends on the industry and, and the level in which you, you are as a professional and, and what, what can be allotted. But keep that in mind. You don't want someone completing work late because they were too stressed out about making sure it got done on time. 
that will just cause more problems than it solves. And remember, employee engagement is key because that's what keeps employees. Burning your employees out, they won't stay for long. They're constantly going to be looking out for another opportunity that can take them away from this. So if you're looking to, as a, as a people manager, if you're looking to identify, okay, well, what can I do to manage my, my customer engagement or my client engagement or my employee engagement? Be mindful of how you are setting them up for success. Good morning, Dynama Food. How are you setting them up for success? Are you giving them an assignment at the beginning of the week that you know it's going to take two weeks, but you require them to do it by Friday? Are you creating that element of work, work-life balance? Because you know good and well, you see your, your, your team uh, working late hours. Now, they may do it one, maybe once or twice. But if you create that as a constant, eventually your team is going to resent you because they don't have that work-life balance. They don't have that ability to separate and be specifically removed. We need that mental reset. How many of you have worked, you know, 10, sometimes 12 hour days to your eyes is crossing and you come back the next day and you're not as happy as you were the day before? How many of you experienced working for a company that you worked, I mean, 10, like I said, 10, 12 hours, and they don't even value it. It's become an expectation. How many of you have experienced that? If you've experienced it, you know exactly what I'm saying in terms of the importance of building your barrier. I like to call it protecting your power. This is something I talk about. I speak about this. Protecting your, your peace. Protecting your power. Protecting your peace. And if you are the type of person who is a people pleaser, it's hard for you to say no. It's hard for you to say no. And that is okay. That's something you have to learn. It's a learned trait I, I, I've identified along the way. But you have to learn the importance of protecting your peace because that's where the longevity comes in. So take that as a responsibility that you're, you're the, the leader of this flagship and you have to be responsible for protecting your time, knowing that if, if I continue to give too much of my time, eventually my, my brain capability is going to deplete because you're not getting enough separation, right? What, what's the saying? Uh, the heart grows fonder, you know, distance makes the heart grow fonder. Give yourself some distance from your company after business hours. Go out for a walk, reset, especially if you're working from home. You need to get out of the house. You got to get out of the house, go to a different place, get some different scenery, engage with new people, go to a networking event. There's so many things now that the world is kind of opening back up that you can participate in to get that mental reset. Because if you're working from home and you stay home and you don't leave your home and your home, you may only have the kitchen table is your office. You really, it's really hard to get that disconnect. So you have to force it by taking that long walk, taking that phone call and, and disengaging from, from people or disengaging from the business. We've got to get away because when you come back, the beauty, the beauty of, of working from home is when you come back, it'll be right there for you. But also you'll be able to now come back from with a clear perspective. You come back from a clear perspective with a clear perspective. 
the reason I constantly am able to come up with new ideas and, and I have strategies about things is because I take it very seriously when I am taking that mental release or taking that mental break from things. I am constantly aware that I have, I have the ability to make an impact, but it's my responsibility to reset for myself. Because if I continue to come back and I'm not at my best self, how am I helping you, right? How am I helping you if I am unable to provide that level of full-on support for, for the people that I'm supposed to be helping? If I'm a leadership and development coach and I am not doing the things that I teach my people, then how am I supposed to provide any level of support if I'm not doing what I'm teaching? Right. So when I come back and you guys see me like she continues to show up every day. How how is she doing this every day? I'm very intentional about hitting that reset button at the end of every night. I'm very intentional about clocking out of it from the mindset of, of what I'm doing. I clock out from Roblox and I clock out from Career Boss Academy. Because I know that that both businesses are going to evolve and evolve and evolve with time. So it's my responsibility to know that it's going to be there tomorrow. And I've set boundaries for myself, for my organization, that we are not the type of group of people that require working you to the bone. I don't align myself with companies of that in that manner. And I am not a person who believes in that. Because just because a person is working 12 hours doesn't mean they're being effective. Doesn't mean they're providing the best ideas. Typically they're worn out. They tied, they tied boss. And they're not giving you all of themselves. So if you're a people leader and you're noticing your people are working extra hard for you, they're working extra hard for this project. And yet you are continuously saying, okay, just give me five more reps. Give me five more reps. And you know that it's that that's the part where it's no longer going to benefit them because when they return the next day, now you've lost five more percent of them. You've lost more of them. And for your team to succeed, and that's that's where leaders continue to fall off in some cases, in my opinion, because they come to me for support after this, is that they've lost their trust. Because what happens is that an individual contributor puts their trust in their leader to steer them in the right direction. And if you're telling them, hey, if you give me these five more reps, I'm going to reward you in this way, or it's going to benefit the team. But if you continue to say, continue to give me five more reps every day, eventually it's as if you're crying wolf. It's like, well, these reps are sort of continuing to repping. It's, it's too much they're eventually going to disengage. They're going to remove themselves. You see it time and time again. And I, I assure you, you've probably been one of the people that's disengaged because now you're starting to identify yourself as a number, not as an individual. And no one, there's nothing worse than being a human, working for a company, feeling like a number. There's no loyalty in that. There's no growth in that. There's no desire for change or improvement for that. So th these are the things, these are the fundamental things that I teach in for my leaders is that you've got to reset. 
if you if you're a leader and this is your people and you know that they're working to the bone and they're exhausted and you're like i starting to feel bad for these people and but now you you've kind of already gone down this road how can you re, how can you hit the u-turn the answer is you can you can hit this u-turn you have to decide to hit the u-turn but you can and it takes little baby steps to get your people to trust you again because it's it's not an overnight thing because they didn't lose trust in you overnight so it's not going to be an overnight thing where they are going to now believe in you all of a sudden this is not a lifetime movie okay so there are specific exercises that i encourage my people to do um, from a corporate um, as i teach corporate corporations and of course individual leaders on the importance of regaining that trust being vulnerable we talk about this very a whole lot in this in this podcast and vulnerability i made a mistake i'm sorry i worked you to the bone be honest acknowledge you know what you did wasn't quite right i didn't know my bad right be human we as humans understand each other because we are both human we're not talking about data. We're not talking about algorithms. We're, we're not talking about percentages. We're just talking about feelings and the impact between two humans engaging in one another. Be human, bring that human element back into your business. That's what's gonna make the difference. People follow people. When you're a leader, they're following you as a person. They believe in you. They want to follow you, but now you need to re-engage with them. How many of you have had a bad boss? How many of you have had a bad boss? Let's be honest. I'm, I'm going to raise my hand because we've all had a bad boss at, at one point of our, in our lives, if you've worked for more than one company. But we've also had great bosses, right? We've all had a good manager and a not so good manager. So we know what we're looking for. We know what exactly, Felicia, we, we, we've seen it. We felt it. We know what it feels like. And as we grow as individuals and we become those leaders, who do you want to be? Do you want to be the good boss or the bad boss? And if you have a team that reports into you, what do you think they'll say about you? Being honest, not just that sending the anonymous, you know, review because how anonymous is it? I don't know. Um, but being really honest, what will they say? What do you feel? Do you feel like you're a good manager? Do you feel like you're a good boss? Do you feel like you're leading your people to success? Are you setting your you're setting your people up for success? Only you really know the answer to that. You really do. Because you feel it. You you see that the engagement may have improved or may have not improved. Uh, Asia says when the goalpost keeps moving, I I feel demotivated. Exactly. You've got to celebrate with your team, even the little ones. If you, uh, I'm a part of a, a coaching community and it's very exclusive. It's only a handful of people, but we celebrate the little wins. Even before we've fully gotten something, we celebrate the journey. And, and it's, this is the first time I've really, really embraced that. Really embraced that. And that's something. They're giving you all they got. They're giving you all that they have to give. So what do we do to support them? 
I'm longer looking for these pizza parties and ice cream parties. I, I, I'm pizzaed out. I remember the days way back when that's what they rewarded us with, food. No, I don't want food. <laughs> Identify what does your team, what motivates your team? That's another exercise we do in the program. What, what are you doing to engage with your team? Take the time to understand what motivates them and what demotivates them. It's gonna be different for different people. I like to take the same approach I did uh, in, when I was in the childcare field and focused on the individual. Because some people don't want the big rewards and congratulations, Asia, top employee forever and woohoo. And some people are like, oh my God, they just called my name. I'm not, I don't want them to call my name. Some people don't want public recognition. Some people just want um, to be acknowledged privately. But you have to have these conversations with your team and identify what does each and every person want because that is the, uh, that is the, the makings of a good leader. What, do, what does each person feed on? What does each person want? And how can you give that to them? It's like being a parent and you have multiple children. You know, you're, one kid wants to be the center of attention. One does not. You know that one wants that specialized attention, one does not. You know that you need to hug more one than the other sometimes. You identify what your children need. That's how you have to see it from, I'm not saying that these are your kids or anything like that, but I am saying you have to provide that personalized touch. Good morning, good morning, corporate nurse. You have to provide that personalized touch to your people. If you do not, then they're gonna treat you like you treat them eventually. And that may not be in your best favor. Because if you treat them like a number, they gonna start treating you like a number. And you gonna have a whole lot of quiet quitters on your hands that turn into actual quitters. <laughs> and if that is not what you want for your team, if you can't afford to lose another employee, you need to be looking at this and thinking, okay, starting today, starting right now, I'm making that change. I can't afford to lose another person. Because you got now, it, it, it's sweeping the nation, as they say, quiet quitting, where they're like, I'm not giving you any more of my time. I'm not giving you nothing extra. Don't ask me. I'm not doing it. I'm fed up. These folks is having full on adult tantrums, y'all. And I can't blame them. This is the environment that was created. And this is now what they respond to. How can you turn it around? Well, I mean, if you're a leader, you need to talk to me. We can work on that. But Follow some of the things we talked about today. This is what's going to help elevate your, your, your team, elevate your business, elevate the people that follow you. That's the, that next level, that next level leader, the next level leader. That's what that is. I find myself now having these conversations more and more. How do I help corporations? What are you teaching the leaders? Can you help more? I need more. Can you help me? Can you? But I learn along the way because the things I teach you, I, I'm, I'm taking the same medicine. I, I do the same thing. What one uh, program will help uh, my mentoring strategies for one person will not help that next person. Everyone gets that same tailored approach that's specific to you. That's what you have to provide to your people. And if you don't have a team yet, these are the things you need to start thinking about because the day will come when you have employees of your own, especially as a business owner. That's the goal, right? The goal isn't to do it alone. The goal is to have a team of people working with you to achieve the common goal. 
So whether you're a leader now or not, the time will come likely that you will become that leader. You can, of course, take these same strategies in, into your everyday life as well. How are you leading your family? How are you leading, leading your church? How are you leading your PTA group? They're all opportunities. They're all opportunities. I don't have children myself, but I hear these, these PTA groups are very uh, intense. And uh, it, they, they describe it the same way that there are uh, sometimes they are very strict on time. They want you to work around the clock. They're constantly events. They're not, maybe not quite honoring your time. But now you're learning today the importance of setting your expectations, setting your expectations with every individual that you come in contact with, regardless, regardless of who it is. Set those expectations today. Don't hide behind a corner. Don't be so afraid they won't be your friend. None of those things. You come first. First you, then them. First you, then them. That's, that's it. First you. And what can you do to ensure that you're, you're okay, that you're good? If you haven't set yourself up for success, how can you, how in the world are you going to set somebody else up for success? How, how can you do it if you haven't set yourself up? So make sure, as they say, put your mask on first. Put your life vest on first. You can't save somebody from drowning if they're pulling you down. Save yourself first so you can help that next person. I hope that this episode has been helpful. I hope each and every one of you learned something. Hopefully you got something from this. Let me know. Uh, tomorrow we have our weekly rewind. So very excited about that. We have some exciting news next week on the 29th. I'm going to be speaking virtually at the UCLA uh, group, uh, talking to the um, uh, professors and uh, partners on the power of personalization. I'm also going to be speaking at HRTX on that same day. Uh, so you will see me out here in these streets, as they say. I have a couple of more events that I will be announcing uh, later uh, in the month. So be on the lookout for that excited uh, to to participate in, in all of the events. So if you guys have any speaking engagements that you think I'd be a fit for, feel free to send it over to me. I'd love to be considered and, and um, look it over as well. And if you're watching Ladder Talk Live today and you're like, you know what, I really would love to be a part of this show. I, I want to speak to the people. I want to um, engage with her. I want to have a conversation. Go to LadderTalkLive.com, sign up to be a guest. We would love to have you. Once again, we are here Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern Time, and we will see you tomorrow. Bye. Hey, thanks for watching the latest episode of Ladder Talk Live. That last episode was jam-packed full of information. I know I took a lot of notes. I hope you were able to do the same. If you find yourself at the end of this episode wondering how to get your career back on track, or if you need just a little bit of career clarity, make sure you go to coachwalina.com to sign up for your free complimentary career consultation. Let's get your career aligned to where you're looking to go next. Again, we're here to help everyday people live extraordinary lives. 
Make sure you're subscribed to the YouTube channel and wherever you watch your podcast so you are in the know when new episodes launch and new opportunities to learn are available. I'll talk to you soon.